Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley. Hello, Steve. Hello, Larson. It's me, Dexter Loomis, NXT superstar. So here's my shout out to the Going In Raw podcast. Clever name. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson available. Wherever podcasts can be found, and of course, tape live of the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. We're gonna do things a little bit different today. Uh, just uh, we're gonna we're gonna start, and we'll see how it works out. If we like it, if we don't like it, if there's news on a Thursday morning, uh, we might continue to do this. If not, we won't. No big deal. Uh, but we're gonna drop a little bit of a mini news brief, a, a briefer, a news briefer. Uh, here at the head of the show before we get into our NXT recap. Uh, Basically, because sometimes if there's news to talk about, we'll do that after the NXT recap. Doesn't go up to like four or five o'clock in the evening, like Pacific time. So it's like, you know, so we figure, hey, you know, timeliness is everything. So let's just, if there's news, we'll put it at the head of this show and then we'll do the NXT results. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always skip ahead using the little chapter markers to the NXT recap if that's what you care about. Uh, if you're watching us in the audio realm, usually I will drop the same uh, 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 time codes in the mm-hmm. description mm-hmm. so you can just uh, 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 go ahead to that. Over here in the Twitch chat, Kayla Vision. Check her out at twitch.tv forward slash Kayla Vision. Gifted oh, a sub thank you so much. to HBK9701. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you so uh, much, Kayla. So, Larson, as I usually ask on the news brief, what's in the news? What's in the news? So, uh, apparently, The Undertaker isn't done with his kayfabe break and press rounds as of yet because he showed up on the Joe Rogan experience yesterday and proceeded to call mm-hmm. today's WWE Oh, lost. Lord. Oh, my goodness. Lost. All right. Well, these He's- transcripts come to you via cage side seats. All right. Now, read, all this, read all this like The Undertaker. Will you allow me? Okay. Here we go. All right. I'll probably piss a lot of people off. No, Mark Calloway. I do like Mark Calloway, not like Undertaker. I'll probably piss a lot of people off, but they need to hear it. It is what it is. But to the young guys, oh, he's a bitter old guy. I'm not bitter. I did my time. I'm good. I walked away when I wanted to walk away. I just think the product is a little mm, soft. 
There's guys here and there that have an edge to them, but there's too much pretty and not enough substance. I think right now they're trying, and it's always been this way, but they're trying to put something out for everybody. You know, when it's like some guys are into the comedy shit, and there's other guys that want to see the more hardcore top fighting. I think one of the big things that happened is that the generation before... We all got old at the same time, so there weren't enough guys to work with the young guys. We can sit and talk, and I can give you my theories on what you should do. You know, you should do this, or maybe you should try this. But until you actually can get in the ring and actually do it, it doesn't really translate a lot of times. And then you also have too many people that, they're on the internet. <laughs> they're on the internet. It's a utility at this point. Okay, he continues. Well, these guys on the, I'm just going to use my voice. Well, these guys on the internet say I'm pretty fucking good. It's like, okay, well, you can listen to them or you can listen to somebody who's been there and done it. So I think they're needed to, and I and you can't help it, but there was just not enough merging of the young and the new talent. I hung in there for a long time, but we kind of aged out, and then it just left all these young guys to learn with more young guys, and the product changed. The PC, the training center, is helping. We've got Triple H, a great wrestler, he heads that whole thing, and he's trying to get some of the toothpaste back in the tube. He's trying to move it back to kind of take a step back to move forward to give the product a little more edge. I think that's what it's missing. Hold on a second. Where's the part where he says men are men? Oh, that was a different segment. It wasn't in this bit where he's talking about when he was entering the locker room for the first time. There was guys that had knives and guns in their in their bags. And I want to talk about that. <laughs> well, you, 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 you talk about what you got out of what he just said. I mean, I know he just said, I don't think he sounds bitter. It just just feels like this is another instance where an older wrestler of the industry is passing him by. You know, times change. People change. Mm -hmm. Uh, If if you don't evolve with the times, you're going to be left behind. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there was a time, you know, we talked about, we've heard the Attitude Era, the locker room was filled with sharks, people politicking to get to the top of the card. I sure politics are still part of the game, I'm sure, but it's not to the same degree. I feel like more often than not, Backstage, it seems like everybody gets along. No one's trying to stab each other in the back. People are working for the common good. From a person, personally, I understand why you know you you, you want to be ambitious and do what you can to advance your own career. Personally speaking, I think it's kind of cool that there's not a whole lot of uh, uh, politic and backstage. People try to stab each other in the back. It's more of an atmosphere of, hey, let's work together to make the best product possible. I think that's awesome. Um, I think it's just it's just stuff moving forward, man. So this was the quote that I was that, that I really it doesn't seem like a safe work environment when you're walking in. And half the people there are armed. You okay, know? wait till I'm done with this quote because it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I know the quote. <laughs> In that era of guys, too, those were men. You go into a dressing room nowadays, and it's a lot different. I remember walking into my first real dressing room, and all I saw were some crusty fucking men. Half of them had guns and knives in their bags. Shit got handled back then. Now you walk in, there's guys playing video games and fucking making sure they look pretty. It's evolution, I guess. I don't know what it is, but I just like those eras, man. I liked when men were men. It always comes back to that, doesn't it? You're not a man unless you've got a fucking gun and a knife in your bag and you're doing... And you're willing to use it to settle any petty little dispute. That's the thing. And your heart explodes by the time you're 45 because you're so hepped up on cocaine because you're a man. Come on, man. It's a very... Look, it's, it's a relatively normal thing. I not I don't know if this is 
I don't know if this is, I don't want to get into genera- generational stuff, but it kind of feels like a bit of a boomer thing, but we're yeah. Gen X. We'll probably start doing this ourselves at some point, but I hope not. Well, Whatever. I, don't, I don't anticipate us ever carrying weapons just to our, our place of no, work. No, no, I'm not. I'm talking about a general idea that the, the, the era that you peaked in is the best era. Like, yeah. I, I, yes, I, I, loved, I loved what we grew up with when we were mm-hmm. little kids. Saturday morning cartoons, mm-hmm. we had, like, the coolest toys, and you look at what they got now. And I'll be honest, if you go to the toy stores these days, they got some pretty cool stuff. They got some pretty yeah. well-designed toys out there that yeah, I buy for Alabama. Um, and, uh, and you can find Saturday morning cartoons, like, all over the place. Kids got YouTube these days. They got, like, Disney+. Plus. I mean, that's been awesome. Like, me and Alabama, we just sit there looking for movies that she hasn't seen before. And it's great. And things are probably better. But, yes, I do have an affinity for the days that I grew up in. And the I think a lot of... a hell of a drug, man. I think, yeah, it is. And I think a lot of people fall into that trap. I don't think The Undertaker is any different. It's a thing that's foreign to him where, hey, back in the day, if you didn't have a gun or a knife in your bag... You know, you weren't a real man. And there is an attitude of toughness, of gritting through things that it's so it it just obviously led to, you know, dozens and dozens of wrestlers dying before their day. Um, I don't know why pro wrestling in general sort of attracted that element going so far back. I mean, you could speculate all day long, but uh well, yeah, then now yeah. to kind of romanticize that particular period. It's, yeah, it's, you know? it's, it's like, you know, Hogan not that long ago was talking about how he, I think he really liked Kevin Owens, but it was like saying, oh, you need to politic more backstage. Mm-hmm. Well, no, mm-hmm. it's different now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure people are ambitious. They want to achieve great levels of success, but I don't necessarily feel like they're willing to do that at the expense of somebody else, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And back then in the attitude, that's all we heard about sharks. Everybody going out of the way just to advance themselves to a certain to various degrees. Everybody else be damned. And I'm sure, dude, I'm sure there are there are are wrestlers who still do the same thing, who politic. Um, And maybe it is or maybe it isn't to the same degree as it used to be. I mean, WWE seemed to, you know, if you want to look to anybody, you know, for that stuff, you look at Vince McMahon who has over the decades clamped down further and further and further on his wrestlers so that, you know, in the words of Ryback, he doesn't want a John Cena, which I think he probably took completely out of, you know, the out of context. But like, you know, they, they bring in people. They I'm not going to use the word that they, they develop people yeah. to do a certain thing that they are looking for. And they all fit in those pieces, you know? Yeah. But it, it, the thing is, too, is, is you know, uh, when Vince is on the Austin podcast talking about he wanted more people to try to grab that brass ring. But then if you are, are you if you're cast in a certain role and you try to break out of that role, you know, by going off script, by going, you know, you, you feel an energy in the building and you and you follow it because you think it's going to lead to great stuff. You could be punished, mm-hmm, yeah. you know, like Mox, who at the, at the time when he's Ambrose, that would be one of the top stars in the whole company. Yeah, right. They even yeah. told him to stick to the script. Yeah. Even though he was just trying to improve his material. Yeah. So you want people to go out and grab, as Vince says, grab the brass ring. That means taking chances. And that means potentially upsetting the boss because you think you're trying to do something that, that's going to work. But then you do that. And that the least you get slapped on the wrist for it. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, I, I, you know, I know Vince says that stuff. I think he maybe in his heart of hearts, he wants guys with that killer instinct mm-hmm. when someone actually in probably a far more diplomatic way than it used to be done in, in years past tries to do it. Now you can't do that. Sorry. The quote about, well, these guys on the Internet say I'm pretty fucking good, you know, talking about fans or, or dirt sheets mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe even people like us, you know, uh, getting getting your 
your again, it's that sort of WWE, that old school WWE mentality of well, the the hardcore fans can't be right about anything, and so you know why well, are you why are you listening? To that? There's there's another thing too. Uh, the Undertaker is not going to pay uh, anybody's bills. Uh, uh, people, if you read your your stuff on the internet and you find out that something works for your audience versus mm-hmm, something yeah. that doesn't work, guess what? Yeah. You're going to do what works for the audience because then you'll appeal to said audience and they'll buy your merchandise. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in a lot of the cases for like these indie wrestlers who are out there, you know, hustling, you know, who set up Patreon, you know, or, you know, obviously like you said, they're on pro wrestling tees. Mm-hmm. They're getting, you know, they're out there hustling. They're listening to their audience, you know, responding to what works. And, you know, AEW has made an entire company out of bringing in people who have discovered what works through years and years of, of figuring Branding. it out. Yeah, you know, they, I mean, they, Orange they, Cassidy yeah. wasn't Orange yeah. Cassidy 12 years ago or 15 nope. or whenever he got started. But he found that character, developed the brand around that character. And now he's a really successful professional wrestler. Yeah. So is it a I comedy thing? Yeah. Does it have a whole lot of edge to it? No. But that's one thing I like about pressing is there a, is there a huge variety. If every match was too... Uh, 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 crusty old men or crusty men, as he puts it, <laughs> trying to prove just how tough they are. That gets boring real quick. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what? I, the Young Bucks historically have been kind of been knocked about not being good storytellers in the ring because they don't typically work a body part. We see <laughs> them do that kind of match. What I like about their stories they tell in the ring is all about interpersonal dynamics. Yeah, usually much different than what we see anywhere else. It's just all about variety. I mean, if Undertaker just wants. Uh, everything to be like uh, 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 Mid-South in 1985. Guess what, Mark? That's all on WB Network. Watch to your heart's content. I love no. watching that. I'll be honest. There is an element. Look, there is an element of that stuff that I enjoy to yeah. watch. I enjoy to get on the network and see these big, beefy guys whose hearts are probably going to explode soon. Go yeah. at it. There isn't it because, you know, it's like, man, there is something about half the people in the audience thinking the shit's real, you know? <laughs> that ain't how it is anymore, and I don't no. want to see that in today's... It makes me no. nervous to see yeah. guys like that now, yeah. you know? Yeah. I want yeah. the dudes to be, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the women to be safe, and I want them to have a happy, healthy, long life yep. doing what they're doing. Yep. Um, so, I don't know, but hey, he, he's Undertaker. It's always funny, like, we can sit here and disagree with this stuff all day long with him, but you know, it it is always interesting to hear those points of view because it's like, of course, he's gonna he's gonna be wistful for his. Oh his yeah, days, I mean, it's, it's like the, the the Rip Rogers thing when he was going in on was it Osprey and Ricochet where their match the best of Super Juniors a few years ago. Yeah, where it's like, well, it doesn't it doesn't seem like a real fight between mm-hmm. two two guys that want to beat the hell out of each other? And mm-hmm. my response was, so yeah, it's something different from that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still choreographed. Fighting is just a way different style of it. Yeah. It's all about, you know, variety is what really makes, pro, in my mind, pro wrestling. If every match yeah. was booked the same, it was just two huge guys throwing, uh, 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 you know, ugly stuck. haymakers at each other. Yeah. <laughs> Yawn. I wouldn't be yeah. doing this for a living, probably, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'd like him to, be, I, you know, what a real man would do? Uh, name names. Who do you think is soft, Mark? Who? Just tell us who. Who do you think is soft? Who's too pretty for you, Mark? Who's too pretty? Come on, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I'm putting them all on blast. <laughs> uh, we have an awesome uh, ton of gifted subs here from Poker Hooker. <laughs> Thank you, Poker Hooker. Thank you so much. Anyways, let's hop right into our NXT. Well, recap. you want to talk about this real quick? Uh, Impact. Oh, yeah. They got a they got a, a special on uh, Impact Plus. No surrender, February thirteenth. Uh, and it's, that's when the good brothers are going to defend their impact tag titles against a private party. That is a bummer because I will not be present for that. 
I have uh, plans on the 13th because I was not aware of this. It's actually what this morning or last night. Uh, Lacey, this is a, this is a, uh, a comedy of errors here. She was like, "Hey, what are you doing on the 27th? Do you have work? Because uh, the, my my brother in law wants us out for some barbecue in Vacaville, and she's going to get some hair extensions." And I was like, "She's very excited about that." And I was like, "The 27th is probably AEW Revolution, so I can't." She's like, "Damn it!" So this morning she says, "What about the 13th?" I was like, "That's the day before Takeover. Perfect. We can do that." Uh, and so the Come to find out that apparently uh, Revolution yeah. is not happening till March. Yeah, 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 I know, exactly. And I can't, you know, she just texted me back. She was like, well, it's already set. I was like, yeah. Sometimes you win some, you lose some. You got to know when to hold them, when to fold them. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, still, that's cool. Private Party versus uh, Good Brothers. That's neat. Yeah, that is neat. Yeah. That is neat. Anyways. Uh, let's hop right into this NXT. You know, for a normal episode of NXT, this felt kind of close to like a themed episode. There was a lot of cool stuff that they were doing. We had the Fight Pit. With uh, uh, Thatcher and Champa, with some uh, surprising for people who don't pay attention, but not surprising for us because we predicted that they were going to be a Dusty Tag Team Classic team, and that ended up happening after this match. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah pretty uh, much after their first match, we're like, "Oh, they're going to be a tag team, aren't they?" Mm-hmm, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. When they started like to bringing chairs to each other's matches, we're like, "Oh." They're acting like they don't like each other, but deep down, they're the perfect down, couple. They know the perfect odd couple. They have a lot in common. So there was that. Uh, there was uh, the uh, the the women's uh, bracket of the Dusty Classic mm-hmm. that kicking uh, off. kicked upset. off. That was pretty cool. cool. We had some more men's Dusty Classic stuff. So uh, they crammed quite a little, quite quite. And we all we also had a, a Borat impression as well. From yeah, I, was, I wasn't anticipating seeing that in NXT in the year 2021, but it was all right. Did you ever see the second Borat movie? Uh huh. Uh huh. You watched the? Did you have to pause it at all because of how awkward it is? No. No. I paused it during the debutante ball. That was very awkward. That was super awkward. Even before the big reveal. Yeah. It, w- it was like, oh, okay. And then to see how these kids were talking to their dads. Oh, my God. Freaking rich people, man. Um, but uh, anyways, I thought it was fun. It kicked off with uh, Kushida. And yeah, all, just like Wade Barrett, all my picks for the Dusty Classic, with the exception of uh, Casey Canzero and yeah, Caden yeah. Carter. Did, yeah. did not go through. We yeah. had Kushida and Leon Ruff versus oh, you the thought way. the way was going to win this. I thought the way was going to go all the way. Assuming there wasn't a Thatcher Champa team, they're completely winning the entire thing. You know, I kind of hope they buck tradition because that's usually the thing of uh, a toss together team. More often than not, I think the the authors of pain win. Uh, won mm-hmm. the Dusty yeah, but other other than that, it's been Samoa Joe and Finn ba- uh, Finn Baylor. Baylor, uh, yeah, uh, it's been uh, Riddle the, and Dunn, the Broserweights, yeah, uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet, yeah, right, all former Dusty Classic winners, yeah. Part of me hopes they're like, okay, there's we had a well-established pattern of this happening, but they don't do it for this one. Mm-hmm, yeah, I th- I think they're totally doing it for this one. Um, yeah, probably. But all my other predictions on this side have been wrong, so whatever. Uh, anyways, uh, fun. What am I on your notes? I want my Steve notes. Here we go. Cool. My Steve notes are much smaller than your expansive notes. Uh, so, anyways, uh, yeah, this is even the taking light notes. This is a fun match, though. I can I always take longer notes for NXT because I don't have like family like rolling up in here uh, bugging me and stuff. Like it's the morning. Details. Bam is in school. I'm in school watching NXT. Uh, so, anyways, uh, this is a fun match. Austin Theory is isolated to start things out. Gargano comes in, stomps some Kushida. Uh, this was cool. Austin Theory catching Leon Ruff from the top to his shoulders for a sit-out rack bomb. Oh, that was good. I like a good rack bomb. 
but in the end, let's see here. Gargano was about to go for a super kick. Leon Ruff breaks it up, goes flying into the outside on the theory, and Kushida locks up Gargano in like a weird hold, and then hits like a fisherman suplex. It was like a thing. like he had him in a, almost like a hoverboard lock suplex type deal. Yeah, and he, he held it right in his he, arm and pinned him with his arm underneath, and got up and Gargano was like, "Oh, my arm." Yeah, that looked rough. So it did uh, look rough. Kushida and Leon Ruff move on Advance. in the Dusty Classic. But I guess Gargano should, could probably take some degree of comfort because when he defends his North American title against Kushida, odds are he's going to successfully defend that because Kushida's pinned him twice already. Yeah, he's going to have a long reign. You're right about that. Uh, uh, and next, then, we had a mm-hmm. Peter Dune promo. Oh, do you have more Peter to add Dune. about that match? No, sir. Oh, he just pretty much calls out Finn Balor and says, hey, we're cut from the same cloth. But Finn, you left. I stuck around in, uh, in Europe. To build an entire brand, he had him constantly compared to Finn. Uh, Finn keeps talking about how he doesn't watch the industry; industry watches him. Uh, but Peter Dude says, "I know you've been watching me. Our meeting in the ring is inevitable." After that, we had a medical update on Kyle O'Reilly, reaggravated his jaw injury, yet medically cleared to compete. Mm-hmm. He's good to go. After that, we had a Malcolm Bivens interview. We're starting to see a bit more of, and it's it's great because it's like sort of it's like. It, we're getting a little bit more of the comedy stuff with Bivens. And I, I think him and Rust are going to make a good team because Rust mm-hmm. is like, a, he's like a really good wrestler, also a tad goofy. Mm-hmm. And and we had some good stuff with them tonight. So we got a Malcolm Bivens interview. And he's he's waiting to see uh, William Regal. Uh, but then Rust comes out of the office and Bivens is kind of surprised to see him. And he's like, uh, he's like, whoa, what's going on? He's like, hey, man, I got here early. Good news. Me and Regal talked. I've got Bronson Reed tonight. And Bivens is like, oh, what? He's like, this isn't the direction I would have gone in, but tonight you're going straight to the top. I like how positive a manager Malcolm Bivens is. I like for, he just said, "Well, what's done is done." Exactly. Yeah, you gotta you know make try and make some lemonade there. Exactly. After, After that, we had Steve's favorite wrestler, bathroom Cross. break. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home. It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Versus Ashanti Adonis. Uh, He had this cool spot where he did a northern suplex and did like the Matt Jackson rollover thing. 
or Ricochet's done that too. So right into a Saito suplex. Yeah, but when he's, Matt Jackson does dude, it, it's man. so fluid. When because Brock he's like a foot it. shorter. Don't yell at me. <laughs> so the ref is checking on uh, uh, Ashanti and Cross hits him another Saito suplex forearm to the back for the win. See, when Cross is booked in these type of matches, I enjoy the heck out of it because it's just he just tosses someone around and gets the win done. It's so st- even the even the forearm to the back was like more stumbly than it was last week again. He's Damian trying to be safe. Priest He's trying to hurt somebody. Two weeks ago, um, and then Desmond Troy, Ashanti's tag team partner, hits the ring check on uh, Adon- Adonis, and then Cross puts him in the cross jacket, and that writes off Ashanti and Desmond Troy from the Dusty Classic. See, but yeah, about this match wasn't for- even that devastating a match. How was he written out of the Dusty Classic? Man, those Saito like- suplexes probably hurt, like, for real. You get dropped right in your head. Does yeah, anything carry yeah. across? You're like, ah, oh, No, his entrance is really cool. His entrance his, is really his good. His entrance is great. He's got, a, he's got a great Saito suplex. He does. Scarlet looks like a million bucks. He True. looks like 500,000. He looks pretty decent. He looks really damn good. He looks good. Um, and I like his voice. Yeah. He's got a great voice. And he's got huge facial movements. Yeah. But From then I see him in the ring and he's like, he's stumbling around and stuff. <laughs> I, thought, I thought this was fine. Well, I'm glad. That's good. He achieved good. the goal. Okay. He, 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 the goal of this was to write Ashanti Adonis out of the Dusty Cup. Mission accomplished. <laughs> uh oh. Hold on you a know? second. We've stumbled. There we go. Okay. Um, if it's, if it's, if, uh, because we've talked extensively about cross, you know, what we consider things that cross probably needs to work on a little bit. Matches yeah. like this, like mass, like 80, 80, 85, maybe 90% of that. Cause it's not a whole lot of him running around, uh, had to do any doing sort of anything. quick thing. Well, no, he's doing stuff. I mean, it's not like Adonis Gunny moves off. Mm-hmm. It's cause Kerry is, I feel like his explosiveness is when he's doing stuff like the, the Saito suplex, Northern Light suplex. When he does that, you know, he, he's explosive. When he has to run around a lot, a lot, he looks a bit plotting. So if you don't have him run, he should not, like, Karrion Cross should not run ropes, period. I wonder if he can. I'm sure he is trained to be able to do that, but I'm saying for what he does, like, I don't think Matt Riddle runs the ropes, at least in NXT. Um, I reading that and, yeah, I know Brock doesn't do that. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, they're, they're from an MMA, MMA background. That wouldn't make sense. That looks so weird. That would, would look really weird. weird for Brock to do that. Um, so Karrion Cross should be the same thing. He shouldn't be running any ropes. I don't you know, know what, does, man? I'm I am totally open. I am totally open to doing what Steve does. Turn around. I turn around on Austin Theory. Really like mm-hmm. Austin Theory now. They find they found him. That he's basically Dirk Diggler, and it's amazing. Um, carrying. I'm look. I'm totally open to turning around on him. Totally put him over on SmackDown. SmackDown knows how to use guys like that. Doesn't belong in NXT. Uh, after that, we had a Borat impression uh, from uh, Nash Carter. We actually got some clarification on this, and I was never, I'm not a huge fan, I don't know why not, of the Rush Hour movies. Um, I haven't, I don't think I've seen any of them. Have you seen any of the Rush Hour movies? I might have seen the first one. But Carter and Lee are a reference to the Rush Hour movies. This is a, a, a Smokey and a, a, a Jackie Chan's characters uh, from the Rush Hour. It's crazy. Isn't it crazy that Chris Tucker never did more than he did? He had a pretty good run. He had a great run. And then he just was like, hey, I'm going to do this Rush Hour 3 after not having done a movie in like five years. And then I'm just going to sort of just chill. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Still bummed we never got another Friday with him, though. Anyways, uh, so they sort of, uh, uh, Nash Carter talks about throwing off tag teams by using a Borat impression. And Wesley's like, what are you even talking about? And then they just do sort of a hype video for MSK. 
uh, in the Dusty Classic. After that, we had a Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm, of course, tagging in the Women's Dusty Classic, a promo from them where they basically say, we don't need to be friends to win. We don't care if Casey and Caden are friends. We don't need to be friends to win. So Mm -hmm. there you go. It didn't really work out for him next. Imperium versus Lucha House Party and Dusty Classic action. Uh, Fun match. Um, uh, A bit of an upset. Lucha House Party picking up that clean W over former NXT tag champs Imperium. Um, Still a really fun match, though. Uh, And after the bout, after uh, Lince pins Marcel Bartel with the shooting star press, uh, Alexander Wolf walks out to the top of the ramp as... Uh, Eichner and Bartel are starting to walk up it. They do the Imperium pose to each other, but uh, uh, who knows what that really means. Does that mean Walter is coming? I was sitting here thinking that, uh, yeah, I thought the same thing. I was sitting here writing my notes. I kept on I kept on writing down, Lucha House Party has the upper hand until, and then yeah. they'd keep maintain the upper hand. I'd say, oh, okay, Imperium gets the upper hand. And then, oh, wait, no, Lucha House And what, they won? Yeah. Lucha House Party won this. Which is That's, great. Which is awesome, which is great. Lucha House Party should probably stay in NXT, but it's kind of cool they're doing double duty. And I'm excited to see because them versus uh, Legato is going to be really good. That's going to be really good, yeah. It's going to be really good. I mean, even when Imperium was on the verge of hitting their finish, I was like, all right, all right, getting ready to write down here. Imperium wins with with finish. Nope. Yeah, uh, I know. Same. uh, Escape that. It's pretty crazy. So uh, next was from earlier in the day. For some reason, they had a weigh-in for the fight pit. There's no, I didn't think there was. I like imagine a they have this before there. every match. They just don't ever show it. Cause remember, when Buddy Murphy was in two of five before every one of his matches. He had to weigh in. But there is a reason for that. Oh, I understand that. But something tells me that it's one of those things that it's commonplace. They just don't utilize it unless they think it's important for story or something. Because I imagine on two of five, a lot of those guys on two of five, I felt like were pushing two hundred and five pounds. Mm-hmm, yeah, um, yeah, that yeah would Buddy be a Murphy was thing, not... especially when there's a weight limit. You know? That dude was not under 204 no. pounds. No, he wasn't under 225. <laughs> that, dude, that dude's right arm probably weighs 200. Um, so they're, uh, yeah, that, I mean, it was just an excuse for them to brawl a little bit. Yeah, totally. Um, after that, Beth, Beth, Spen- Beth Phoenix had a very lovely speech to kick off the Women's Dusty Rhodes Classic. She talked about all the women that came out of NXT and, you know, what a great, you know, uh, the women's evolution and stuff like that, uh, blah, blah, blah. It was really great, and it everybody was, was out there with her. And then they kick things off with Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm versus Katie, Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Um, really, really fun stuff. I'm really glad. They, I really want Casey and Caden to go all the way to the finals. I mean, it's, I, I would suspect it would be them versus uh, Candice and, uh, and Indy Hartwell, but who knows? Um, because they're just absolutely – they've been a tag team forever now. Without mm-hmm. a real division, because as mm-hmm. we know, the women's tag team titles do not very rarely come very to rarely. NXT. Yep. Um, and so uh, they're absolutely terrific, though. Some of their tandem offense is just really, really fun. And then Casey got to debut this insane Phoenix Splash type senton thing to get the win on Tony Storm, but that's basically because Io Shirai came down because Mercedes Martinez has been chirping about Io Shirai. Io Shirai came down when the ref wasn't paying attention, laid her out on the table. Tony Storm couldn't get the tag in or couldn't get her to tag in. And so uh, Caden Carter and Casey Kenzer were able to take advantage of that. That Phoenix Splash Senton thing was absolutely oh, great, Oh, I've never seen anything like that before. And it was terrific. They set it up, and it's like you know something really cool is going to happen because of the way they sort of stage it. Like, Caden Carter sort of drops uh, Tony Storm with, like, sort of um, 
like a level. Yeah, it was like, like a it's like, like a D bar type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she sort of gets her down with that, and then Casey just stands there, and she stands there for a second, and you're like, she's in like a phoenix splash position. What's she gonna do? And then she does that, but then she turns it into like a a, a senton like, thing. Yeah, like like a six thirty senton thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it was, that was crazy. Really cool. It that was, was crazy. really cool. That was pretty cool. I forgot to give uh, this stars. I'm gonna give that. After that, Finn Balor goes in the Regal's office. He says, "I want Pete Dunn, but uh, I first, I know what he's doing. I want uh, Oni and Danny first. I need to chop off the arms before I go about chopping off the head." Regal says, "I get it. I know what you want to do. Still not safe. You got to find yourself a tag partner to take on Lorkin and Birch." Finn says, "I have no friends. Those days are gone." Regal essentially says, "Wah wah. Too bad. Get yourself a partner." Well, he says, you know what they say, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. And so he's like, wink, wink, go find one of them dudes you've been beefing with, but maybe not go so find much. Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, it's just Kyle O'Reilly. It's so he has O'Reilly. a shared interest in beating up uh, Lorcan and Birch. Exactly. After that, uh, we see Bronson Reed, but there's no audio on it. He's getting some silent advice from Swerve. But then later on, we see what that advice was. That was a weird touch. Was it a situation where this was live and they forgot to turn the audio on for the segment and they went back because they thought it was uh, important to, to include it? That's a possibility. That's a that's a distinct possibility. I just thought it was like, I don't know. Like you see the, the segment itself wasn't abnormal in that you couldn't hear it because it's like, oh, he's giving him some advice. But last we saw them, they were kind of at loggerheads. Um, and, uh, and, and then it just turns out Swerve saying, Stay out of my business. And uh, I thought for sure he'd be interfering tonight, but that didn't happen. Nope. Nope. Um, after that, we had an update from uh, Mackenzie Adonis out of the Dusty Classic because of what happened with Killer Cross. And uh, and then Casey and Caden come through. They interrupt. They're very excited. And they uh, feel they're, they're winning the, whole, win the thing. whole thing. They're going to win the whole thing. I hope they do. I hope so, too. I, I hope they do. They're an actual tag team, man. All these other they tag are. teams are just thrown together. True, true. After that, Tyler Russ versus Bronson Reed. Uh, Tyler Russ didn't really seem to have much of a strategy to begin with because uh, Bronson Reed was just tossing all over the place. It's a, a reverse fallaway slam. Uh, Russ rolls out of the ring. Bivens like, hey, you got to start using your smarts. Use your brain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so he starts attacking Reed's arm, drapes over the top rope, starts focusing more and more uh, offense on it. We cut backstage. EO and Tony Storm are brawling. That's getting broken up. Uh, meanwhile, R- uh, Reed is hitting some strikes to regain advantage. His choke slam gets two. Uh, Reed goes up top. Russ goes up two. Uh, tries for a double wrist lock. Reed knocks him off. Uh, Russ responds, actually, a really impressive pump kick. Um, and then uh, does a Smoa drop off the top, gets the two. He goes for his finish. Reed just, just stands there, just blocks it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, hits the senton, follows with a splash off the top rope to get the W. Yeah, afterwards, Bivens tells Rust, hey, look, man, let me pick your battles for you from now on, okay? Uh, so we have a, a, a Finn interview, an interview with Finn Balor, and uh, he basically says, you know, yeah, I got to pick a partner. There's a couple of people here who owe me a favor. And then he said something I couldn't really I couldn't really hear him. Oh, it's time I, to have I, a little chat. Oh, a chat. That's what he said. Okay. Yeah, Finn was really mumbly tonight. I rewound it three times, and I was like, I thought he said chat. Yeah. Yeah, he was, was, he was a bit of a low talker today. I don't know what the deal is. It's like it's a Roman Reigns effect, you know? Like, hey, Roman Reigns is doing the low talking thing. I'll do. I'll try yeah. that too. So Finn goes to the locker room and sees the Undisputed Era. I don't know if they're just sitting there silently, if they're about to, you know, play some dice or something. I don't know what they're doing. But anyways, uh, they all stand up and they're like, hey, man, look what the cat dragged in. 
And uh, he just sort of looks at Kyle and says, uh, Kyle, you know why I'm here. So you in? And Or he said, or are you still sucking your meals through a straw? And Roddy says, hey, man, I don't appreciate that. And Cole says, whoa, man, it's all calm right. down. And then uh, they just sort of stand there and they stare at each other. And then they stare at each other some more. And then they stare at each other some more. And then Kyle says, yeah. I'm in. See you next week. And then they stare at each other some more. And then end scene. Yeah, it was really, there's a lot of staring. There's a, a lot, lot of staring, staring there. Yeah. Uh, after that, Legado del Fantasma hits the ring. Santos Escobar has a promo. He talks about what it means to be a champion's champion, a true That's champion. Great. Yeah. He says, you don't have to conquer a curse like John. John. You don't have, you won't have a glass jaw like Finn. John. You don't have to drive around in fancy cars or surround yourselves with pretty women like Carrie Cross. That's pretty ballsy <laughs> to take on a. I know. I was like, I don't it. don't mention bathroom break. And he says, when they have to prove themselves, when they all have to prove themselves, they can't even successfully defend their belt. Being a champ is a heavy burden on their shoulders. But I've beaten everyone that's been in my path. Thankfully, you're uh, in the 205 Live division. Get out of here with that. Lucha House Party has come to NXT to try to destroy his empire. Uh, he talks to Wild Mendoza. So they won their first round a dusty cup match and that puts them one step closer to being tag champs and then they can all be champions of champions campions and then uh, Lucha Lucha House House party interrupts brawl ensues uh, legato gets the upper hand kurt stallion runs out uh runs off uh, uh legato and helps uh Lucha House party clear the ring i wonder if kurt stallion's gonna make a takeover debut against uh santos or if that's more of an nxt type match they're having a match next week Oh, they announced that? Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, the show. Question answered then. Look at that. <laughs> oh, all right. I'll get, I'll get a chance to look at Kurt Stallion. I don't think I've seen any Kurt Stallion matches yet. I don't think so either. After that, we had a, a Drake Maverick, Killian Dane interview. Dane's about to talk. Drake just steps in front of him. Uh, says 2020 was a bad year for Drake, but he's walking to 2021 with an ally, a new friend. Says, I know about MSK, uh, but they're not going to win this thing. We are. And Killian and Dane says, yeah, that was pretty good, and slaps the hell out of him on the back. Ouch. And Drake says, you know, I still need your phone number. Still need your phone number, man. And this and this is when, so Legato, uh, Lucha House Party, and Kurt Stallion, they're all like John backstage being kept apart. And that's when Santos says, uh, I could destroy you now, but I'm going to embarrass you again next, uh, instead next week, Kurt Stallion, with a title on the line. Oh, okay. I must have looked away or something because I did not see quick. that. Uh, after that, we had the main event. Unless I missed something else. That's right, right? Okay. Tommaso Ciampa versus Timothy Thatcher in the fight pit. They just announced the matches for next week. That's all. I freaking love Thatcher. He's quickly become my favorite guy. He's so good. Walter? It's those two guys. Walter's so good, too. I can't wait. Yeah, Walter's the best. I'm watching UK later on today. There you go. Uh, so yeah, they sort of meander about on the top level for like five minutes or so. We get some some submissions, some suplexes, some strikes during the picture-in-picture commercial. Though Thatcher, sort of on the wrong end of a lot of this stuff, starts to climb down, and as he starts to climb down, uh, uh, Champa puts his foot on his hand and then mm-hmm. stomps it so that he kind of falls the rest of the way. Champa does climb down. Um, down below, Thatcher takes over. He uses the cage's corner to work Champa's hand. So Champa's like, you know, got a busted hand for much of the remaining of the match. Uh, Champa takes back over. He seesaws Thatcher into the cage, gets an ankle lock, but Thatcher's able to come back, gets a sleeper hold on. Champa to get out of the sleeper hold, kicks him when kicks him in the in the nuts. Uh, and then this was kind of interesting. So at one point the ref sort of stumbles over, 
and Champ okay. is able to drape uh, Thatcher on the, the ref. Th Thatcher is is starting to climb over the ref yeah. to get at Champa, yeah. and the Champa, yeah, DDTs him off. Locks it in, does the Willow's Peak, uh, or sorry, Willow's Bell draped over the ref, which is pretty cool. Thatch gets up though to beat the ten count. They trade blows. Uh, Champa hits a fairy tale ending and then grabs Thatcher in a sleeper, mm -hmm. but Thatch is able to maneuver up and uh, rams Champa into the cage. He gets a sleeper on, and then he sort of wedges Champa in the corner, so Champa's leg is sort of trapped, and so he starts. He puts him in kind of they call it a modified stretch muffler, and yeah. so he's able to crank that leg against the whatever it's trapped in with the cage, and so Champa like taps out pretty quickly. Uh, and then Thatcher lets go uh, and gets the win. Awesome win for Thatcher. He's undefeated there in the fight pit. Uh, and then uh, on the dot com afterwards, uh, Thatcher is leaving. And uh, uh, the, the, the interviewer says, I don't know, some generic question. He says, hey, how are you feeling? And Thatcher's like, yeah, I'm okay. He's like, I'll let you know when I can start to get the feeling back in my, in my arm or whatever. Uh, and then you hear from behind him, Champa says, hey, dude. You had my leg. I tapped out. You let go. You didn't break it. Why? Because, you know, obviously Thatcher taking liberties. That's his thing. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and he just looked down and he said, respect. And he walks off and Champa says, hey, there's a spot open in the Dusty Classic. How about it? You and me. Thatcher doesn't give an answer. He just sort of looks down and he walks away. Then on Twitter, William Regal says, uh, yeah, that's happening. You guys are in the Dusty Classic taking the spot of Theodonis and Destroy. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Looking good for uh, uh, Thatcher and Champa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be that's gonna be a fun team to watch, man. That's going to be a fun team to watch. Who do they oh, have well, first in the uh... – uh, Tony Nese and I think Devari. <laughs> oh, okay. And then right. after that, I think it's Kushida and Undisp Leon Ruff. Oh, oh okay. Right. Undisputed Era. I think it's, it's Undisputed Era, then. Yeah. I think okay. so. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna I be think, good. That's gonna I'll be. Check I'm the pretty sure again. they're at the top of the of the bracket, and then Kushida yeah. and Leon Ruff takes on. Uh, uh, is it Dane and uh, and and Drake Maverick? No, they're on the other side. No, they're on Legato. They're fighting Legato. No, Lucha House Party is fighting Legato. Uh, I have some of them here because uh, they announced the matches for next week. Uh, MSK versus uh, Drake and Dane. Right. Veterans. Oh, Grizzled Young Veterans taking on Kushida and Ruff. Oh, that'll be oh man, we're gonna get a grizzled young veterans versus Thatcher and Champa semifinal. Oh, mm -hmm. that's good. Steve is excited. Oh, I'm super excited. Zach Gibson and Thatcher in the same oh. Oh wow. Could Steve handle that much excitement? Soon. We'll find out soon. Soon. Uh, you want to answer some questions, yeah? Yeah, I got a thread up here on the Patreon, and I'm sure there's plenty of questions here in the live Twitch chat. There are. Poker Hooker with the sub. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, Poker Hooker was all over our Twitch chat today. Thank you very much. Uh, Colin Branch says, what should be the first title match in the fight pit, man? I say Gargano versus Thatcher for the North American title in the there fight pit. I think that'd be great. I think that would be great as well. That would be fantastic. Uh, C S T. What is this name? C. I don't know what this name is. I'm sorry. Something leather. I apologize. Uh, what would you call Casey's move? I think it's the reverse floating bro with 630. It's kind of what it is, but like with a couple extra spins in there. Dude, I mean, at that point, you just name it after yourself, right? Like you just, you know, the, the, the I don't know. 
Casey bomb or something like that. I don't know. It's crazy. Tyler the Savior says, why is Karrion Cross look like he has cinder blocks on his feet? <laughs> Just stumbles around. He doesn't have quick feet. That's what I'm saying. That's why he shouldn't be running at all. Yeah, he's but got he plenty did. of he's got plenty of power and explosiveness in his upper body. It's like that Monty Python sketch. I don't think he's got much explosiveness at all in any Man, part that's of his body. He's got a great Saito suplex. He's got an okay Saito suplex. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'll let it go. Jaime Fonseca, I'm not going to let it go. Uh, would you rather fight? Would you rather have a fight pit pay per view or a raw underground pay per view? For the spectacle of it all, I'd rather have a raw underground pay per view because it would just be it would be like a three hour stream of consciousness pay per view that's just sort of well. Here's the thing: it'd it's be, sort it'd of be moderated by Shane McMahon. It'd be booked for three hours. It'd only probably last about forty minutes because Shane would just be like, "All right, match over, done." Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It would be it would, all the matches would just bleed into each other because of Shane. You know. Mm -hmm. Okay, this one's done. Now I want you versus you. Okay, you go at it. And then meanwhile, over here. Shane's a mess. Yeah. Ed Fry says, I was worried Casey was going to land on her shoulders or head. Nope. Oh, I'm sure she's done that a ton of, ton oh, of times yeah. on the old crash pads. Yep. Do we know, are her and, this is not to be like gossipy or anything, are her and Ricochet still uh, a thing? Because <sighs> there, so. that was a very Ricochet-y move, you know? Mm -hmm. And I wonder if there is collaboration there, you know? Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Like, let's I see what the so, craziest thing you could possibly do is. Again, I think so, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. Uh, Ed Fries, Wade Barrett, Barry 205 by asking who Kurt Stallion was. Well, it's a good question to ask because he's only been on, yeah, 205. <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. I don't watch 205 anymore. I'll get there. I've added NXT UK, all of New Japan. I'll get to 205, damn it. All right, very well. Uh, night by night, you've decided that your home needs a fresh look. What NXT superstars do you hire to update your interior design? Let's take Breezango out of it. Uh, Gibson, Zach Gibson, because he's got, you know, a good feel for, I'm a big, you know, Anglophile. I'm a big British, you know, Hey, bring some liver puddlian, uh, accents to my house. Zach Gibson, uh, uh. Steve, your house is trash. You've got no culture. <laughs> wow. Zach. Um, who's got the best looking merch in NXT. Nobody. Oh, I'll, I'll have uh, Santos Escobar. He's always got great looking. That's clothes. a good one. Their merch is pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. Bronson this, Reed this... has some cool like design aesthetics with all the monster stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, White Brownie, final four for Rumble. Pick one from Raw, one from SmackDown, and two from NXT for both the men and women's Rumble. piece of paper right here. I'm going to yeah, jot it down on Steve notes. All right. So what? How? What is it? How many do we need? Four. Final four for the Rumble. One from Raw, one from SmackDown, two from NXT. And both All right. NXT. Uh, and then uh, and uh and then let's see here. And then raw 
I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna do. Who do I like on Raw these days? All right, there we go. All right, what do you got? All right, so two men from NXT. I got Pete Dunne and Adam Cole Bebe. Good. Who do you got? Well, do, do, uh, from the for the men, I have I have Dunne. I have mm -hmm. Gargano. Okay, that's cool. That's good. From NXT, from Raw, I have AJ Styles. I got Brock Lesnar. Okay, and then from SmackDown, I got Daniel Bryan. Samesies. All right. Women, so let's just name all four. So I got Charlotte from Raw, Bailey from SmackDown, and then Raquel Gonzalez and Rhea Ripley from NXT. Uh, you got Raquel Gonzalez and who? Rhea Ripley. Oh, oh yeah, because technically she's still NXT. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I like Raquel, uh, uh, Rhea Ripley. That's a good one. But I went with Io Shirai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez, and then Bailey and Alexa Bliss. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. What are the questions we have here? Uh, we already talked about that. Uh, Jaime Fonseca. Who goes over in a fatal four-way fight pit match? Larson, Steve, Hilton, or Luchando? I feel like Luchando and Hilton kind of cancel each other out. <laughs> well, yeah, this is a triple threat match is what you're talking about. Um, no, they'll, they'll just fight each other the whole time and take each other out. Neither you or I like uh, uh, heights. No, no. Can no. we, gentlemen's agreement, to uh, go down to the fight pit first, like before anybody touches anybody? Okay, Let's sure. go to the ground. Sure. And then at that point, it's an ugly, ugly slapping fight where we both probably throw out our necks and our backs. Rest holds, probably vomit because we get so tired. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be nasty. Mm -hmm. I mean, at that point, I think we'll probably end up just both down past the 10 count. Yeah, the true losers are whoever has to watch that garbage because it's going to be a terrible <laughs> match. Right, exactly. But we get paid for it, so we win. There you go. Rocco, hey, guys, do you think we're missing out on out-of-the-box talent considering that Triple H is not a fan of punk? And Punk single-handedly brought people back into wrestling. Uh, Rocco brings up uh, Rick Bouge. Um, mm. Where has he been? Man, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I don't know what, you know, the, the few matches I've seen Rick Bouge in. I mean, he moves better in cross. Uh, he's got tons of charisma. We don't know the full story of what goes on at the Performance Center. Totally. We don't. Here's the only uh, thing I can think of. Like his his air drumming, air guitaring thing is fun. There's a ceiling to that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And granted, that hasn't stopped NXT from putting people out there on TV before. You know, gimmicks with obvious ceilings to it. But maybe maybe just someone, maybe it's Triple H, maybe it's someone else in the, the, the training structure there just thinks... Yeah, he's got tons of energy. He's got potential in the ring. We need to find a character for him that will, that 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 doesn't have such a ceiling on it. That's a distinct possibility. That's a distinct possibility. I don't know. I don't know. You yeah, would think that they'd be able to incorporate all that stuff as an accoutrement, as you know, sort of just an aspect of his personality, as opposed to Elias, where you know his, his thing was, I am a. I'm I'm a subway singer guy, mm -hmm. you know, and that was his thing. Um, with Bouge, you know, I think that man, that guy could probably bring a heck of a lot more than just the air guitar stuff. I, I mean, know. I've I've seen some of his his Instagram stuff, 
He's a hell of a talker. Like the guy, he's, he's doing he's doing squats while playing Metallica songs. Yeah, there's that, but there's also been like like before that. I don't know. I haven't looked at his stuff lately, but like I think it was when I for, when I went to the performance center and I saw one of his promos because like he him and uh, what was her name MJ Jenkins Jenkins. Thank you. They were doing like little live promo mm-hmm. sessions for the tour to walk through. And I was like, well, who is this guy? So I looked him up on social media and he would do he would talk about fitness stuff a lot on his social mm-hmm. media, on his Instagram stories. And he's a very engaging speaker. I, I don't know why they wouldn't have found anything for him. We, you can only sit here and speculate. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, let's see here. Jason, the cabbie. It's a name I've not seen in a little while. Um, says, uh, haven't watched NXT yet because work schedules are crazy. So here's something more. Ask Steven Larson-ish. What is the best horror franchise of all time? And he says, why is the correct answer Nightmare on Elm Street? That is actually my answer as well. Again, because of nostalgia, that Freddy was my dude growing up. Um, since then, I think maybe... I don't really have a better answer than that, to be honest with you. I'm not sure. Is is Friday the 13th versus uh, 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 I mean, night, there, I mean, uh, most, Halloween? Most, most horror movie franchises that go beyond just like a handful of movies, it's wildly uneven, you know? Like, the good ones are pretty good, but the bad ones are really bad. Yeah. I mean, they're not the most popular, but I actually have enjoyed... In terms of story, uh, in terms of movies that have ideas that are so effed up that don't go beyond a certain point... Uh, Hostel and uh, Human Centipede franchises mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do Good some answer. really, really effed up things without having to resort to the kind of stuff that you see, for example, in like Serbian film, which like I read a little bit about and I'm like, Mm-mm, nope, not going to nope, not going to even come close to touching something nope. like that. Nope. Nope. So, yeah, I would I would go with those two. But yeah, when I was a kid, I, and Freddy was my dude. That was I thought that stuff was like that guy was fucked up. And on top of that, you go to sleep and then he fucks with you. Ooh. Yeah, oh, that's scary. Yeah, that's that really scary. scary stuff. I love sleep. Yeah, sleep's the best. Jorge D with People Magazine confirming that David Crumholes was on WWE. What other random celebrity would you like to see without WWE mentioning it is them? Uh, an Andy Griffith hologram. Interesting. Like Matlock representing Otis in court. Okay, that's what okay. I want to see. Okay. Um, if 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 uh, 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 the rosebuds were still around, I'd like to see the entire cast of, of the the reboot of Ocean's Eleven oh, as wow. rosebuds. That's good. I thought you were going to say Pit, the cast of, of the cast of Match Game seventy three. Yeah, Brett Summers, um, Charles, Charles Nelson, Nelson Riley, <laughs> yeah. Richard Dawson, Richard Dawson, yeah. Betty White. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Dog Authority figure, Timothy Thatcher. No, last game, 76, I think, was always my year. So, Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Timothy Thatcher versus Dan Severn versus Steve Blackman versus Ken Shamrock in a fight pit. Who wins? Is this a shoot? If it's a it's shoot, shoot th- then it's Dan Severn. It's Dan Severn. It's Dan Severn. Uh, Dangham Q, Priscilla Kelly said she named herself Gigi Dolan on Instagram. Okay, she yeah, I name. read that wrong. Um, yes. Okay. And I was trying to figure out, I read about that this morning. Gigi Dolan is a great name, and to be honest, I like it better than Priscilla Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Gigi, I'm really curious to know if she, because, you know, her and Darby Allen were married. I think they split, but they yeah, remained so. friends, if I, if I read mm-hmm. their Instagrams correctly. 
Who knows mm-hmm. how that goes with young lovers. But um, Darby Allen, the spelling of Allen makes me think it's a Gigi Allen thing. Is she taking Gigi to be the other half of the Darby Allen name as a Don't shout know. out? That'd be really kind of cool. And I was trying to figure out what the, what the reference to Dolan would be. Because a lot of the times, you know, they, they're asked, hey, come up with a name that isn't your name. Like Finn yeah. Balor got to choose his name. A lot of people get to do that. And I wonder if she came up with it, where the Dolan comes from. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. It's a great name, though. Gigi Dolan. It's a good name. It's a good name. Uh, Crossface Chicken Stain, has there been any other wrestlers who had a good record in their own match type like Thatcher? Undertaker has a really good record in Hell in Cell matches, doesn't he? Yeah, Night by Night here confirms Priscilla Kelly's actually her real name. So, uh, Anyways, I apologize. What's that? Uh, has there been any other wrestlers that had a good record in their own match type? Like Thatcher has. Oh, the the I said Undertaker has a really good record in Hell in Cell, I think. Uh, Matt Hardy, um, with the uh, oh, the deletions, deletions. Yeah, I yeah, think he he's lost. a perfect record, oh. isn't he? Yeah, I think he is. I think yeah. you're right. Uh, Gareth Nicholas, who would you like to see in an NXT Women's Fight Pit? Oh, I guess at this point it'd be Mercedes Martinez. She has sort of the most mm-hmm. MMA-ish type thing going on. I mean, her versus Shayna would be great. It'd be terrific in that type yeah. of match. If they if if uh, if Jessamyn Duke, um, you know, if they started pushing her, if they brought her back, that'd be cool to see her in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, the intern. Which wrestler drinks the most energy drinks? Of all time, it seems like it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Um. Now. Mojo. Oh, yeah, that's a good answer. Uh, let's see here. Rain Trigger. We've had this question before, but there's been some turnover since then. He asks, who would you put in a newly formed Balor Club? I put Bronson Reed in there. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, Bronson Reed. And... Where's Killian Dane from? Uh, Northern Ireland, I think. Is it? Okay. I think. I don't know dynamics. I don't know regional dynamics enough to know if that would be a fit. I think they'd bill him from Belfast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Belfast. Yeah. Yeah, Northern Ireland. Okay. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I'd give him two giant men. I'd give him Bronson Reed and Killian Dane. Well, give him Bronson, Bronson Reed and he's a tag team. Yeah, Killian Dane. <laughs> and Drake Maverick. Um, okay, now how about their tag team, Killian Dane and, and, and Bronson Reed, and then another singles guy? Oh, and then Thatcher. All right. Uh, you know what I'd like to see? Finn Balor and uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans. That'd see, be good. see how quickly Zach Gibson gets on his nerves. Oh, like immediately. <laughs> It wouldn't last a night, man. It wouldn't last a, one dinner, one get-to-know-you dinner. Soon, I want appetizers soup. will arrive. <laughs> soup, not salad, and plenty of steak. Oh, man. Dark Dank Lucha, when are you two friendos going to collab with KB and Queen of the Ring for a watch-along of both Lucha Underground and Unsolved Mysteries? Oh, dude. Steve is basically completely and totally unfamiliar with the Lucha Underground. You know of it, but you haven't really watched a lot. I think of it. I've seen like a couple of the little cinematics that they did. 
Yeah. I think I've seen a couple of those things. I watched all of season two. Season two was good. I'm sure it was. I mean, everybody talks so highly. I'd love to watch it now, like, you know, and see all the people that have moved on to cool stuff. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. We got we got, we need more collaborations. Absolutely. True. And dude, I'm down to solve mysteries with anybody. If anybody wants to, me and the enforcer, dude, we'll solve mysteries with anybody. We're, we'll, we we welcome go. the input. We want to find some fortunes. Go. Really, that's what we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Buried treasure. Buried treasure. Sunken ships. Sunken ships. Well, I don't know about water. But like, yeah, mainly buried treasure. All right. That's what, that's what our deal is. Or okay. or even better, um, uh, 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 inheritance, like lost inheritances. People who died left a lot of stuff, but nobody like claimed it. nobody claimed it. That's better because it's no work. It's just, hey, let me do a 23andMe thing. Send it to well, the unsolved mysteries. There is some work. You got to spit in that tube and send it off and, and cross your fingers. There's there's at least some connection there. I've already done that though. Like I'm on 23andMe. I have done oh, okay. that. And so all I'd have to do is like load up my profile, send it over there, and then collect my fat check. Then go to Arby's. Uh, Crossface Chicken Stain. This is a good question. Walter, Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe, and Alistair Black. Power rank, who would you like to see in the fight pit? Walter, Samoa Joe, Alistair Black. I think. At their prime, Samoa Joe might be tops. Yeah. How about this? Right now, it's probably Walter. It's this. Walter versus Perk Angle. That's what okay. I want to see. I want to okay. see Perk Angle jump from one side of Fight Pit to the other. <laughs> Do a flip from one side on the top to the other side. There you go. There you go. Patrick Oliva says, Walter versus Ilya rematch. If it happens, uh, or sorry, if it happens, needs to be in Fight Pit. That'd be If Thatcher was the guest ref, that'd be rad. That'd be something else, man. Hey, Ilya, let's do fight pit match. Uh, right. Rosie Knight wants to know if we're getting any unsolved mysteries this week. Yeah, dude. As long as the enforcer is down, then I am absolutely down. Going to say, you want to do uh, solve some mysteries with this dude? When Saturday night, nine p.m. Mm, I can't Saturday now. Okay, that's cool. Well, the offer is always open. Saturday nights, Appreciate nine p.m. It. We're going to solve some finish. mysteries. My my wife and I are so close to finishing uh, season two of the boys. Oh shit! You've lapped us, yeah. That's yeah, a good show. Yeah, it is. It. Do you see what I'm saying? Like with how it's a cynical, oh, yeah, it's never. a dark ass show. Well, it's cynical, but it's hyper violent. It is hyper violent in like the messed up, in like really messed up ways. Yeah, yeah. I was I was kind of iffy on it until the episode on when the, uh, when uh, uh, Homelander and and Queen Maeve uh, got on the the airplane, mm-hmm. and after that, I was like, okay, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, totally get it now. Yeah. I've heard I never read season two of or I'm sorry, uh, like I never read in book form, like where they went to season two. I think I only read a couple issues of that because Garth yeah. Ennis is like one of my favorite writers. He, mm-hmm. he wrote Preacher. And uh, and I've heard that I think season two of the boys elevates it beyond the comic book, like makes it a little bit better. So yeah. so that's well, season cool. two has been really good. Yeah. Yeah. I need There's to get been a couple episodes. I'm like, oh, gosh, I know. Pretty I know. Heavy the one do. Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about it. Anyways, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Appreciate it. Twitch chat. Stick around. We'll hang out for a bit. Thanks for watching. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade, Live Power Rank, Vintage 10 for the Wins, and Ask Steven Larson. Get access to Friendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.